We're learning the Gemara today on Dafyud Gimel Amadalef, five lines from the top. The Gemara continues with halachas regarding the schach, spe- specifically regarding the halacha of the placing bundles of schach, different materials, onto the sukkah. Amrav Gidl Amrav, hai afkusa de dikla, the shoots that come out at the trunk of a palm tree. Mesachachim bohu, they can be used for schach. Afagav da gidi. Even though at the roots they are sort of tied together, that's the way they grow, and you pull them out of the ground, tie it together that way, and you want to use them as chach, so it's okay to use them. Why? Eged b'dei shemayim Something that's tied together naturally, b'dei shemayim, that's the way it grows, it's not considered to be an eged. The gzeira of the chachamim regarding the eged, regarding a bundle, doesn't apply here. Afagav da gidi. So again, I'm continuing where I'm holding. Even more so, even if he went and then tied also the other end. As Rashi explains, he places it on the sukkah and he wants it to be able to be placed down in the right place to cover the holes and to create the proper shade. So if the schach is not going to be tied on the other side, it's going to be all over the place and it won't cover properly. So he ties it at the other end as well. It's also not an issue. Why? The rule is, when you have something that's really one entity, it's one shoot, it, that's the way it grows. So if you tie it all together, that's not called an eged. A bundle is when you take different pieces, different branches, and you tie them together. But here, since naturally, on one end, it's all tied together. And that's not called an eged, that's not called a bundle. That's one. So therefore, if you tie it at the other end, you're tying something which is really all one. So there's no eged. Amrav Chista, Amrav Bashila, Rav Chista said, and Rav Bashila, the same exact halacha regarding another incident, uh, in, instance. Hani Dukri Dekani, these shoots that come from reeds, Mesachimbu, they could be used as Chach, Afagav Dagidininu, even though they're tied together, but Eged with the Shemayim, Loishmei Eged. If it's created this way naturally from heaven, this Eged that it's tied together is not an Eged. And again, even if he goes and ties it together at the other end, it's also not an issue of a bundle because eged b'chad eged. The fact that he's tying something which is really one entity, it's not that that doesn't fall under the category of a bundle, and the gzeir of chachamim does not apply to this. Tanya nami we learned so in Abraisa as well. Konim vidukronim. Reeds and the kronim, these shoots that come from the reeds, you can use it as chach. So, what does this b'raisa mean? Konim, it says that you can use reeds as chach, pshita, obviously. What would be the issue with using reeds? Amos, so the way to read this b'raisa is, konim, shel behem. That when you have these shoots that grow from the reeds, even though they look like bundles, Nevertheless, because it's B'day Shemayim, and even if you tie it at the other end, you're tying something which is really one entity, it's not an issue, and you could use it as Chach. So here the Gemara brings another statement that was said from the same Amaira in the name of Ravina Bashila. It's uh, not connected to the Chach, but it's the same Amaira. So, Hani Merirte da Agma, this Merirte, this Marer, that grows in the swamps. A person can be yeitzah his obligation of marer on Pesach. So there are various interpretations. Some of Farshim say that this refers to chazeres, romaine lettuce, and it grows in a swamp. 
and it has this name, Merir Tadagma, this romaine lettuce of the swamp. So the Chiddush is, even though it has that accompanying name, nevertheless, you could use it for the mother. Others say that, uh, I mean, because Rashi here says this actually, Chazeres Shalagram. Others say Rashi doesn't mean Dafka Chazeres, Merirte, in the Mishnah there, in the Psachim, when it talks about the various, the five different kinds of uh, bitter herbs that could be used for mother, so one of them is Merirte, so it refers to Merirte, not specifically Chazeres. But the Gemara brings a question of this, Meisvei, question is, it says regarding Ezov. Ezov. Tater requires Ezov to be used. This is by the carbon Pesach and Mitzrayim. They had the Ezov and then you have it by uh, Metzayre, by Paraduma. Whenever the Tater uses the term Ezov, so the Braise says, Veloi Ezov Yavon. This refers Tafke to an Ezov and it actually seems to be a Mishnah. So this is an Ezov. It has to be only having the name Ezov V'loi Ezev Yavon, not an Ezev that has a name Ezev Yavon, that it comes from Greece. V'loi Ezev Kuchli, not the name Ezev Kuchli, that it's blue Ezev. V'loi Ezev Midbari, not an Ezev from the Midbar, in the desert. V'loi Ezev Raimi, not a Roman Ezev. It has to be an Ezev that has no other added name to it. V'loi Kol Ezev Sheyesh L'Shem Levai, no Ezev that has any added name. It's not the original Ezev that the Torah says should be used whenever it requires Ezev. If so, the question is why here regarding Marer, if it has an added name that it grows in the Agam, so it's a Merirta of the Agam, how could that be used for Marer? Umar Abaya answers, there's a difference. If you have something that has a different name before Matan it's already divided in different categories, like it is with the Ezev. There's this kind of Ezev, another kind of Ezev, different, different types. And the Tere comes and was particular, and the Tere uses the term Ezev, the plain Ezev, not the one that has an added name. So here we know that there are different kinds of Ezevs, that when one, some have other names to it, and the Tere is being particular to use Dafke the Ezev that does not have another name. But Vahani, so that's regarding the Ezev. But Vahani, over here, when it comes to the Marer, they did not have any other name. There's no additional name that it had before Matan There's There's the mother. Whether it grows in the Agam, it doesn't grow in the Agam. Before Matan it didn't have any particular name. And later generations, people gave it this added name. But really, it's all one category. So therefore, the fact that the Tere says mother and it does not add, and it's a, which means no added name, it's, it's not, doesn't exclude these that got this added name in later generations. Rav Omar, Rav says a different answer. Hani merirte stome shmaya. Really, this mother, even the ones that grow in the agam and the swamps, really they are the same exact mother that grows anywhere else. It's the same category. It's no different, and their name is really mother without any added name. It's not modified by the fact that it has this added name. The reason why people refer to it as the mother that grows in the swamps, that's where this is mostly found, that most of them grow there, so therefore people refer to it this way. But really it's the exact same mother as a regular mother, and therefore can be used. It's not an accompanying name that modifies this into a different category. The Magan Avram, from this Gemara, proves a very fundamental thing regarding the, the mitzvah of mother, because there's a simple question that the Mepharsha asks the Gemara is asking a question from Ezoiv to Mother that we see when the Torah writes Ezoiv, it can't have any additional added name to it. It modifies it into a different category. And therefore the same thing should apply to the Mother. How can we use the Mother that grows in the swamp? 
But the question is, there's a huge difference. By Azov, the Torah writes clearly Azov, that word Azov, and therefore we know that it excludes any Azov with an additional name. By Marer, it doesn't write in the Torah clearly what Marer refers to. Marer means a bitter herb, and there are different uh, types of vegetables that are bitter that could be used. So seemingly by Marer, we could just simply say, it grows in the Agama, does not grow in the Agama, has that added name or not, what difference does it make? Over here the Torah doesn't say the particular name of what should be used as that bitter herb. So the Magan Avram says, so from this Gemara we can prove what Mepharshim say, what Samri Shainim say in Psachim, that the Mishnah there in Psachim does give five different categories of what could be used as Mare, Chazeres, Tamcha, Olshin, and so on, but it's only those five. Chachamim or Makabal, they had a tradition that when the Torah wrote Mare, it doesn't say particularly which bitter herb it's referring to, but it refers only to one of those five. Any other one is not included in what the Torah wrote when it says Mare. So therefore, even by Mare, although it doesn't say one particular bitter herb, but it means specifically these five, and if it has any added name that modifies it, it's not these five, that Chachamu or Mekabel. And the Al-Tareb and Shulchan Aruch and Simen and Gimel brings this Magan Avram as well, that it's Zafke, these five, not any other bitter herb. Rav Chista said, going back to the issue of a bundle, that Eged Bachad, when you have something that's tied together in a bundle, but it's really just one. You took one, one stalk, and you tied it. That's, that's not an Eged, it's not called a bundle. And therefore, both for Sukkah, it won't be possible for Schach. And as the Gemara here is going to bring regarding the mitzvah of Ezoiv, where the Torah says it has to be an Agudas Ezoiv, a bundle of Ezoiv, it's not a bundle. If you're tying three stalks together, so that's an egg. That's an egg. Shnayim, if you're tying two together, so that's a machlekes Rabbi Yosef Rabbanon. So Rabbi Chista said that will be a machlekes of Rabbi Yosef Rabbanon, whether tying two together qualifies to be a gudas ezoiv or to be possible also to be used as chach. And the Gemara is going to focus now on the mitzvah of ezoiv as it brings there a Mishnah. But now we learned in the mitzvah in the Mishnah mitzvahs ezoiv shloisha klochim. The mitzvah of Ezev is to use three stalks to tie them together. Ubehen shloisha gevailen, and there are three stems that come out of these stalks. Rabbi Yaisi says, Mitzvah Ezev shloisha gevailen. The mitzvah of Ezev is to use three stalks. Vishiyadav shnayim. And the stems that come out, even if one of them broke off and there's only two of them, two stems left, that's good enough. The garduma of kol shuhu. and when you use Rashi says when you use these uh, azov to spray with it, so over time it could break off, and you, you don't have any of the stems left over. But if you have a, a garduma of any remnants of it, just a kol shuhu, that's enough. So now, what exactly is the machlekes here between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yaisi? So kasal kedaitin. So at this point, with the way we're thinking to interpret this machlekes of the Tanakama and Rabbi Yaisi is as follows. So the Gemara starts with what Rabbi Yaisi said. Rabbi Yaisi says, even if you have remnants only of two stems, so that's good. So wouldn't that mean that if, if, if later, if there's only remnants of this, it's good? So even in the beginning, if you only tie two stalks of these Ezev uh, together, that should also be good. And this that Rabbi Yaisi begins saying that you should have three stalks and it should have three stems, le mitzvah. That's a mitzvah, le you should try to have three. But you don't have to have three. If, if uh, when it's, if it breaks off, two are good enough, shouldn't it be good enough in the beginning as well? 
Lechatchila you should have three, but you don't have to have three. So that's Rabbi Yaisi's opinion. So now, how do we understand this machlekes? Rabbi Yaisi is saying that the requirement of three in the beginning is only lechatchila as a mitzvah. But it's not necessary, as we see from the fact that he says, if there's only two that are left over, it's good enough. So when the Rabbanon, the Tanakam and the Braise said that the mitzvah of Ezev is to have three stalks and three stems, he's saying that that's a must. If one broke off, then it's not good. So that's the Machlaikis here. When you have an Agudas Ezev made of three, that's for sure good. But if you have an Agudas Ezev that's made of two, Rabbi Yaisi says that that's good. Only the Chathchila do you need three. And the Tanakama is saying, no, you must have three. So this is where Rav Chista brings a source for what he was saying, that this is a Machlaikis. How could you explain Rabbi Yaisi's opinion this way? But Tanya, but we learned in Abraise, Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi says, Eizoiv, Shatchilosay Shnayim, Eizoiv, that in the beginning it's only two stems, Vishiyarav Echad, and then afterwards it's only one. It broke, and now you have only one puzzle. It's going to be puzzle. Vain a kosher, and it won't be kosher, Achiyeit, Chilosay, Shloisha, unless you have, in the beginning it was three stalks and three stems, Vishiyarav Shnayim, and only if one broke off and you have now two that are left over, then it's going to be kosher. So Rabbi Yaisi here is clearly saying that you must have in the beginning three stalks, three stems. So Rabbi Yaisi is the one that says that three is a must, not just a mitzvah lechatchila. We can't compare what Rabbi Yaisi said, that if one broke off, that then it's good if it's only two. And say that the same thing is also in the beginning, that you only need two, and three is just uh, for lechatchila. No, in this b'raise, Rabbi Yaisi clearly says that it won't be kosher until you have in the beginning, you must have three in the beginning. So it's clear, Rabbi Yaisi says, three is a must. So therefore the Gemara says, Eipach. If so, let's reverse the explanation of the mechleikis between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yaisi from what we said before. And that is, according to Rabbi Yaisi, the requirement of three stems in the beginning is a must, as he says clearly here in this b'raise. And And when the Rabbanon, the Tanakhama before said that you should have three in the beginning, the Tanakhama is the one that was only saying that as a mitzvah and it's not ma'akiv b'diyevet. Right, so going back to the Lashon of the Braise before, in the Mishnah actually, it's a Mishnah where it said, Mitzvah, Ezev, Shloisha, Klochem, Ben Shloisha, Gevailim. The Tanakhama says Mitzvah, he means only Lechatchila, but not that it's a must. So, but we still see here the source of what Rav Chista said, that the requirement of three, that that should create a bundle of an Agudas Ezev, that's a Machlekes between the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yaisi, whether it's Mak, whether that's a must or not. Tanya, and the Gemara brings a support from another Braisa to this, that this is the Chachamim's opinion, that three is only Lechatchila, but it's not a must, because it says in the Braisa, Ezoiv, the Ezoiv that's used, Shetchilosoi Shnayim, in the beginning it was only two, Vishiyara Vechad, and then what's remnant of it is that one broke and you have only one, Kosher, this is Kosher. So who's speaking here in this Braisa? So it's obviously not Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi in the previous Braisa said that it must be in the beginning three. Three is a must. In this price it says only two is a must. So this is the Tanakhama, this is the Rabbanan speaking. And they say that in the beginning there could be two, and if one broke and it now is only one, it's still kosher. If it ain't a puzzle, it's not going to be puzzle. Won't be puzzle unless in the beginning it was only one, or when it broke off, you have now what's left over only one. So the Gemara asks on this, Shiyarav Echad puzzle. You're saying that if it broke off, one, 
And now it's going to be possible. How could he say that? But In the beginning of this Braise, it says that in the beginning it must be two. And even if it broke off and now you're left with only one, it's still going to be kosher. So in the beginning of the Braise, it says that that's kosher. And then in the end of the Braise, it says, so what does Vishyarav mean? It doesn't mean Vishyarav Echad. You can't read this together. That it's only going to be possible if in the beginning it was one and in the end it was one. If it, obviously, if in the beginning there's only one, in the end there's only one. So you have to read this separately. Either in the beginning there was only one or at the end there's only one. Meaning in the beginning there were two and now there's only one then it's going to be possible. But that contradicts what it said right before that in the Bera'i said that if in the beginning it's two and now it broke off and there's only one, that it would be kosher. So how do you read this Bera'i Elod, the proper way to read this Bera'i is Eime. Read the Sefer as follows. It's all read as one that the only time the Ezoiv, the Agudas Ezoiv, is not a proper bundle and it's possible is if in the beginning, it's only one, like in the end, meaning like in a case where it broke off in the end and you're left with only one, if you started off that way, if it was only one in the beginning, then it's going to be possible. That's how you read the Braise. But if it has two in the beginning and it broke off afterwards and now it's only one, it would be kosher. So this is the Tanakhama, this is the Rabbonon that say that two in the beginning is going to be kosher. So if so, this is the source for what Rav Chista said, the Tanakhama and the Mishnah, where he required three, that wasn't the requirement, that was just a mitzvah, a But as we see in this Braise, to make an Agudas Ezoiv, to have two together, B'diyevet is also good. Whereas Rabbi Yaisi says that you have to have three in the beginning to create the Agudas Ezoiv, and, and it's a must to have three Dafka. Going back now to the halachas of the bundles, whether it's kosher for schach or not. Darash meremer. So meremer darshant. Hani is suriyaise the sura. These bundles of sura, mesachachim bohu, they could be used as schach. Afagav the ogdon, even though they're tied together in a bundle. The gzeir of chazal doesn't apply here because leminyona baalmodaga ogdon, they're only tied together when they're sold to have the number of, uh, of uh, stalks or the number of pieces that are tied together and the person buys them and he unties them. It's not, it's not left that way. And they, even when they are uh, tied, uh, sorry, even when they are put down to dry, they're not, they're not left ever in bundles. These huts that are made from the Darovis branches, from a willow tree. So these huts, so Rashi here says that these are huts that are uh, created in the shape of a dome. And the way they're made is, you take these willow branches and they tie them together on the top. And then they also tie them together at the edges on the bottom to be held together. So these, so they're tied they're sort of as bundles on both ends. Kivin shuhutra rashi madanem shalahem. When the tip on the top, where it comes together and it's tied together, when that's untied, kshayden. This material, you can take it now and use it as the schach for a sukkah. Even though, seemingly, it's still tied at the bottom. So the Gemara says, but It's still tied at the other end on the bottom, so it's still a bundle. How could it be used? So the Gemara brings two shittas about this. Rav Pape, Rav Pape says, you're right. So when did Rav Abba say it could be used? The Shari Luhu, that he untied it on the other end at the bottom as well. Sorry, Even if he did not untie the other end, it still could be used because anytime you have something that's tied on a bundle but it cannot be 
carry it around this way in a bundle. You're going to carry it around. It's going to scatter around. It's going to, it's going to un, unravel. That's not a bundle. The Gzeir of Chazal does not apply to this. Omar said in the name of Shmuel. So another statement here that Rabbi uh, as well said. The vegetables that Chachamim said that Adam that a person can use them for the mitzvah of Marat on Pesach. So these vegetables have big leaves on them. So Mivin Satome. So now as Rashi explains, these vegetables have nice large leaves. So they could create a oil, it could create this roof of the size of a tefach. So that what's under it, if there's tuma under it and there's something else under it, it would be, be, become tome. So, but the thing is, this is only when these leaves are moist. So then they're spread out nicely and it could create this oil, which our oil both makes tome what's under it and also creates a separation of anything else that's outside of it will not become tome. So because these leaves only remain spread out this way when they're moist, but what happens is when they dry up, it shrivels up and then you don't have this tefach, you don't have this space that separates. So therefore there's a gzeira of chazal regarding this. Let's see. So therefore what he said is, that mevin is satuma, they are considered to be a roof. If it has a space of a tefach, that what's a blow it will become tome. The ein However, there's a gzeir of chazal that these leaves should not be considered a separation, a chatzitza, that what's outside of it will not become tome. And also upaislin besuke. If you use them as schach and a suke, it's possible for schach, even though right now it's moist and it's nice big schach, but it dries up. And it's going to be possible, and the extent of its psul is that it's going to be mamish like open air space. That's how possible it is. And Rashi explains what the chiddush of that is. You have various different levels of possible ischach. You have possible ischach. Usually, the halacha by possible ischach is it's not avir, it's not ear, it's closed, but it's closed with possible ischach. What's the halacha of possible ischach? So Rashi brings later from the Gemara that there's two different shiurim. If you have posel near the walls, so we learned this before already, posel near the wall becomes a doifin akuma. We consider the wall to be tilting into the schach, and as long as you have four ames or less of that posel it becomes a, a, a tilted wall and it's going to be kosher. If you have posel somewhere in the center of the sukkah, not near the wall, so then the shear for it to be able to still be combined to the sukkah is four tfachim. That's pasal ischach. However, if you have an open space of avir, where there's just ear open, and there's no schach there at all, so there, the shear for it to be able to be part of the sukkah, and it doesn't matter, is if it's three tfachim. Only three tfachim. More than three tfachim, that's considered an open space, and it does, it's not part of the schach of the sukkah. So what he's saying over here is that the gzeda of chazal regarding these leaves that are moist right now, and cover the area, is going to be possible for the schach, as if it's totally open space, and if there's three tvachim or more, it's going to be a problem. Why is that? So the Gemara explains, my time, since these leaves of these mother, when it dries up, it shrivels, it, it, it breaks up, and it falls, and you're not going to have anything there. So therefore, command the last no dummy. Even while it's moist and it covers and it's there, it's as if it's non existent, and therefore, it's not a chatzitza for tumah, and it's also not schach for sukkah. It's considered to be like it's open space right now. Another statement from Rabbe, he said in the name of Ravuna. Someone that cuts the grapes with the vines and he's using it for a wine press. 
The concept of Yodais will not apply here. What's the concept of Yodais? So Rashi here brings, this is learned from a Pasuk actually, that usually only food is Mechabal Tumah. Anything else that's part of that, that comes together with the food is, is not food, so it's not Mechabal Tumah. However, there's a, a Pasuk that teaches us that Yodais, when you have the branches or that, that uh, you hold the food with, which is like a handle, it serves like a handle, so you, you want those branches to be able to hold the food, to be able to eat from it, so therefore it becomes bottle, it becomes tuffle, a, a, a secondary, a part of the food, and therefore it's also makabal tumah. And if the yad, if this handle, if this branch becomes tumah, the food will become tummy as well. That's the halach of yodais. So comes Rab Abba and says, but if you're cutting your grapes together with the branches, with the vines, and you're going to be using it for the wine press, so then you don't want the vines. You just want the grapes itself for the grapes. You're not eating it and holding it on, holding on to the branch, holding on to the, the, the pieces while you're eating the grapes. No, you don't. You just want the grapes for the wine press. So therefore, they're not considered to be handles. And therefore, they're not going to be makabal tumah. That's one scenario, when you're using it for a wine press. Rav Menashe Baguda Omer Rav Hone. Rav Menashe Baguda said in the name of Rav Hone. HaKaitzer L'schach, if you're cutting, and uh, you're cutting these vines with the grapes for schach, ain't like yodais. It also does not have the Allah of yodais. The reason is because you don't want these vines together with the grapes, that the vines should be used as handles for the grapes. You don't want the grapes. The grapes are not supposed to be used for the schach. And if you use this, these vines together with the grapes, only if the vines are the majority and the grapes are the minority, does it become bottle b'roiv and it will be kosher for schach. So in essence, you don't really want those grapes there together with the vines. So therefore, it does not serve as a handle to, like when you eat together with the grapes and therefore, it's not going to be a makabal tumah. So the Gemara now says, The one that said that if you cut this for the schach, it's not considered to be a handle. Kolsh came boitzer. Most definitely, that would be true when you're cutting it for a wine press. Delay he does not want the branches of the vines at all for these grapes with the wine press. Delay nimtse. So, if you have these vines there, it's going to absorb the wine that's flowing out of this wine press. You for sure, you don't need these vines, you need the grapes for the wine. Not only that, the vines are going to disturb, it's going to absorb the, the, the wine. Delay nimtse it shouldn't absorb it. So, for sure, it's not considered to be a handle. Man the Oma Boitzer but the one <coughs> that says that the Boitzer, if you cut it for the wine press, so then it's not considered to be a handle, Avul Kaitzer, But when you're cutting it for the schach, even though you don't want the the grapes there seemingly, because you just need the the, the branches. The grapes themselves are not even kosher for schach, so you don't want them to be as handles, but it's not to this extent. Why? So Yashla Yadis over here, it is considered to be a Yad according to this opinion. He is interested in having some grapes there in this Shach. The, the, the grapes that remain on the vines create a certain weight in order for these vines not to be blown away by the wind and be scattered around. So he does want some grapes there in order to hold it down. So therefore, it is something that he wants, so therefore it's the vines serve as a handle to these grapes that he's putting onto the schach. So therefore, according to this opinion, it will be a, a handle. Okay, so we have over here this machloikis between 
Rab Abba and Rav Hone, when you cut it for schach, whether then it's considered to be a handle or not, when you're cutting it to use for a wine press, there everybody will agree that most definitely you don't want the vines, you only want the grapes, and therefore it's not considered to be a handle. The Gemara here is going to bring a b'raise and say that it would make, it seems like that with Rav Menashe is chiddush is a machleik is tanoim. This goes into a lengthy discussion into the next Amud. We'll learn a mitzvah tomorrow.